0: On Off Topic. What's going on, Brad? Oh, not too much, Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm great. We've got a guest tonight. Uh, Excellent. It's, it's our the first guest we've had in a while. It's the first guest we had in a while and the first guest of 2022.
1: Yes, which we promised at the end of 2021 that 2022 would be full of guests. Not every episode, but a lot more than last year. So we're uh, making good in that promise right now. So
0: we've got Jeremy Nutt from Randy Muscle Cars on YouTube. Yep. Jeremy, how That's are you? Yeah. I'm great. How are you guys? So you were actually on, I had to look this up, way uh-huh. back in 2017. Really? It was that long ago? It, it was episode 15. That is crazy. Wow, that was early. Mystery Engine. Um, yeah. It's actually February 8th, 2017 is when the episode went out. So, so wow. that dates two things. Yeah.
1: It dates that episode. And it dates how long I've been lazy and not fixed the car I bought from Jeremy. And he's been like, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so <laughs> the other fun thing too, I, I went back and I listened to it real quick and I read the description. Like Brad had a cold. I had a cold and Jeremy was down here in our basement. <laughs> like, wow. Like what a, what a crazy pre pandemic thing to have a <laughs> podcast yeah, with, totally. two people
2: with colds. <laughs> yeah. weird. Oh, that's funny. And, well, and like it we didn't, didn't kill it, him then. Right. And it didn't even occur to us. Like that, at the time, at least, I don't think that was even a thought in my mind. No. No, he probably said, Hey, we have colds.
1: It's up to you whether you want to come or not. And you're like, whatever. It's cold.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's February.
2: <laughs> right. Everybody has a cold in February. Yeah, exactly.
1: Excellent. So um, I didn't make Jeremy promise not to yell at me this episode. So if he does, that's what it's about. <laughs> uh, we uh, recently did the episode where we did the, you know, Project Car State of the Union speech. Yep. Uh, and you heard about my, my woes and upsetness at myself for not completing some projects. And uh, one of them is, again, as is yearly tradition now, uh, the Gallant VR4 that I purchased from him. And uh, he was the best seller of all time and helped procure and purchase an engine for <laughs> it for me. And uh, I will promise you that that motor is in good shape, covered in oil or wrapped in plastic inside a house, not even in a garage. Like it's perfect. Yeah, everything, everything is ready to go. It's just waiting for me to get the time to do it. And yeah. obviously, uh, moving across country is not, um, I would say, the best time to try to put an engine together. But it is sitting there. All the parts are there. Everything's wrapped up, cut, coated in oil, and the machine work is 100% done on it. So,
2: Yeah, that's, that's nice. all
1: ready to go. Yeah.
2: I'm really hoping that you keep it long enough where I can justify buying it back from you. And then I can have it again, and then it'll just be full circle. And then maybe a few years later, I'll sell it back to you, and we can just basically pass it back and forth every few years. So Andrew and I did that with the car a few years ago, and it worked out pretty well. So maybe we can talk about that.
1: But here's the deal. Uh, This year, I have uh, focused on a couple of individual projects. Uh, Obviously, that one is still in Massachusetts, and I am out here in Arizona. Uh, But I've had some conversations with some friends. Um, and there's one friend who is volunteering to, uh, bring it to his house Ooh. once he finishes up something he's currently working on. Um, and I might book a trip out there. And, uh, if I do, when I do, I will uh, certainly give you a buzz too. And you can come up and, uh, we can yeah. uh, have a, uh, a weekend party of assembling that thing as a, as a group.
2: Yeah. That would be super fun.
0: Like, at least yeah. get it to the point where it can run enough to go on a truck. Right. And then it can be brought to you. And then once it's.
1: Yeah, I think once we get it in the car, get a trans in the car with the new clutch, with the motor running and going in it, um, it's going to be a lot easier to do all of those things. I have a turbo for
0: it here in my garage. I have a downpipe for it. I would would really like, and I think it would be
1: great content-wise for us um, to get that thing put together in one trip and – do another trip where I go through a bunch of little stuff and then, uh, eventually maybe by the end of next fall before next winter, uh, make a cross country trip in the car. That would be awesome. Yeah. I think that's a good content building exercise, Andrew, which I was discussing with some other friends. Um, Andrew, we can talk about after the episode, but, uh, it's definitely, uh, uh it's definitely in the, in, it's definitely in the works this year. And if I don't fix it by this year, um, I, it's just it's it's bad. It's I can't, I can't I can't it's it's as as we talked about in our other episodes. Part of you know mental health is clearing your head, and clearing my yes. head of that project is a huge stumbling block. And that's this is the year. And I, I've I've said a few things before, but I mean I'm in a position now that I haven't been before, and this mm. is going to be the time it happens. So yeah. So fingers crossed, if not, you can buy it at the end of the year for pennies on the dollar. That sounds perfect. Count me in. All right. E- everybody heard that. I can yep. always sell it to Jeremy for pennies <laughs> on the dollar just to yeah. get it out of my life at that point. But- it,
2: it's one of the few cars that I, I think about a lot that I have owned and I would like to own again at some point. There's a few cars in my yeah. past. Now, I've owned like 40 or 50 cars. So this like that means a lot. And the ones that are like I would love to have back again, but some of them don't exist anymore are my 90 uh, Eclipse GSX. That True. is now in 10 million pieces, probably turned into beer cans. And the Galant VR4 is another one. And then my Dodge Ram D50 with the 4G63 turbo in it. Those, yep. and that unfortunately has been chopped up a million different ways and it's no longer something I would even want back. Um, right. But the way that I sold it I would have loved to get it back again now that it's been, I don't know, eight years or something like that.
1: Yeah, and and that story right
2: there is part of the reason that I don't like selling things. Yes, exactly. Everybody ruins them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The fact that I have your galant and it's still in the same condition (laughs) as when you sold it to me uh, should uh, help you out a little bit there.
2: Yeah, it it makes me feel good knowing that it's at least in an enthusiast's hands and it hasn't like... It hasn't been chopped up into a million pieces and destroyed. No, No, and it won't be. Yeah. So that's definitely.
1: I just said said, if I don't finish it, it will be sold back to you for (laughs) pennies on the dollar. So
0: we'll make it happen. That's definitely a problem with old DSMs that we like, though, because they usually end up getting parted out after you've spent a bunch of time on them and make them nice. Somebody else buys them and ruins them.
2: Yeah, I had a Plymouth uh, Laser, too, that I really liked, and that was a front-wheel drive car, so I was like less attached to it, but it was a ton of fun. It was a 90 turbo, five-speed front-wheel drive. It was a ton of fun to drive, um, but it 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 was kind of beat up when I had it. it. It had like dents in the quarter panels and stuff, and it wasn't that nice of a car, but it was a ton of fun. I, I definitely missed that one, too.
1: And that's the problem I have with my current DSM. I have that, that front-wheel drive as well, and it's not even a mm-hmm. turbo. It's just a 4G car. Yep. And again, so it's not fast, but it's a fun car to drive. It's been reliable. It's been all over the country. Yep. I've done a ton of road trips in it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I could move that along. It would help free up some cash to fix some other things. But I don't want to sell it because I don't want it to be the next person's going to say, <laughs> oh, this thing needs a turbo swap. Yeah. And it needs an all-wheel drive swap. And both of those things are not super simple to do. And yep. they'll take the car apart. It'll never get put together. And it'll wind up in a junkyard. So mm-hmm.
2: I have that same
1: yeah that's why i haven't sold it yet every time i go to sell it i'm like nah i can't <laughs> somebody's gonna ruin it
2: yeah you always have to oh. find like the perfect buyer for a car like that
1: yeah exactly so you want to buy another one
2: no kidding i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so speaking of, anyway yeah speaking of content uh
2: i don't yeah. jeremy i don't think way back in 2017 did you have your youtube channel i think i did but i wasn't doing anything with it like i Like, I think I started it in like 2009 or something like that. And I put up a couple of like terrible videos um, about DSM wiring. And then I just like forgot about my channel for 10 years. Okay. Um, And then I kind of got active with it again, probably maybe 2020, if I had to guess. It might have been a COVID thing, actually, now that I think about it. Um, But yeah, it's been growing really well recently so we you must have renamed it, it must have been something else yeah so I think originally it was it was my <laughs> this is like this is kind of embarrassing and I'm not actually I'm not sure if it's embarrassing or not but it's a sign of the times so my original name for that channel was 4G63 Mighty max because that was my name on every forum for like 15 years um, because I had a 4G63 mighty max Um And that was my original YouTube channel name. But then I started doing all this other content with like, you know, 64 impalas and RX sevens and a bunch of other stuff and just general wiring videos. And I decided I should change my name. So I changed my YouTube name to be Jeremy N. And then I was like, well, like several months passed, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't put my name on the internet like that. What if some like creep like finds me and like hunts me down and like makes me into like a serial killer victim? So then I was like, I'll change my name so nobody knows it's Jeremy N. And I changed it to Ratty Muscle Car. So now it's Ratty Muscle Car uh, YouTube. And I also have the domain name that goes right to my YouTube channel. So I figured it was a good name to go with because I was working on a. Um, basically a ratty muscle car at the time and I made like 80 videos of it or something like that so it fit kind of my, uh, my general genre of what I do
1: so I don't think you should be too embarrassed because you know everybody has heard the story of you know my <laughs> yes. name is the same as it's my first forum name back in the day right. and places where I have changed it I have literally changed it to like Brad D81 you know like nothing yeah creative beyond that. So I think we all are around a similar age, have a similar story of uh, finding yeah. our way around the internet, but yep. ratty muscle car definitely is a much more catchy name and people will remember it. It is. So yeah. In in fact, it's uh much easier to find your videos by just yes. typing in ratty muscle car to the search bar now. So yes, absolutely. So, so obviously everybody should start by ending this episode and going right to YouTube <laughs> and uh, searching your videos. Cause there is some, Heavy content on there, um, mostly related to ratty muscle cars or ratty '60s cars in general. Because that's yep. other than your Mitsubishi stuff, that's kind of your thing.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I, I mix up uh, like really I'm a I'm a DSM Mitsubishi guy, but also a like old car hot rod guy. So it's it's a weird like melting pot of stuff that I do on my YouTube channel. And just in, in general in life, like I, I work on motorcycles and really anything with an engine. Um, I'm happy working on it. I, I'm not really loyal to any specific brand or, or model or yeah, which, like that. Which I
1: think is all of us. We, we have our yep. sp- specifics that we are, I don't want to say experts, but we're more knowledgeable and, and yeah. we'll probably spend more time doing, but we're uh, pretty multifaceted when it comes to interests in mechanical yep. objects. So yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, we're all in that same kind of boat. So yep. Anyway, I remember your YouTube channel kicking off kind of big uh, because you had a yellow seventy
2: seventy
1: two. Yep, seventy two Le Mans. Yes, Le Mans. Le Mans. Le Mans. <laughs> Le Mans. Pont, uh, yeah, it's a Pontiac though. So it's Pontiac is a Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah. <laughs> Le Mans. It's a Le Mans. Yeah. Yep. So you had one of them. Them. Uh, is that A body. Uh yes. Yes, it is. So yeah. So same as a Chevelle, mm-hmm. or a Buick Skylark. Yep. Or a Old Cutlass. Old Cutlass. Yep. Exactly. Those are the 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 four main ones that came with that, and they're pretty hot right now.
2: They are. Yeah. So I um, I definitely did. Had one, I sold it. Yeah, okay. So that car was kind of a weird story. Um, have have I told you guys this story before? I don't want to bore anybody with my weird story.
1: You didn't have the car in 2017. Okay, perfect. So, last time you told (laughs) the audience about anything you had going on, you didn't have that car, and that car is kind of what grew your YouTube channel, I think. Yeah, because you basically took a car that was a, a typical New England daily driver, uh, which is to say, it has the lightweight. New England racing <laughs> quarter panels, right? Um, and the speed holes around the windows and uh, the trunk floor that doesn't support anything, right? Uh, and instead of you know fixing all that and making it perfectly sound, you decided to put an LS in it,
2: right? Yeah, that was that's so,
1: yeah. Tell us the story of that car because that's a wild car and it's a neat car, and yeah, I was happy when I started spinning tires in your driveway.
2: Yeah, that was definitely a fun time. So the the weird part about that car is that. That car lived a few miles down the street from me, like in the bushes for, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 years. I used to drive by it like every weekend and I would see this car sitting in the bushes and I would tell my wife, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, I'm going to own that car. I'm going to go knock on their door and I'm going to try and buy that car. And she'd be like, why do you want this car that's buried in the bushes? Um... And like every time I'd go by and be like, oh, I need to have that car. I need to have that car. And it looked like a a wreck. Like it is a mess of a car. It was a 72 Le Mans. It's bright yellow, but everything's rusted and rotted on it. It has like rotted quarter panels, Um, there's like rusty spots all over it. And then one day I go to drive by it and it's gone. And I was like, no and i basically procrastinated too long and somebody else got the car so then i was like kicking myself for months about how i should have knocked on the door and i should have tried to buy the car and i didn't and i missed out so then i at the time i had this motorcycle which was a an 88 honda hawk gt nt 650 which is a really oddball motorcycle And I had done all kinds of custom stuff to it over the years, because I had it for like 15 years. And I made this crazy looking custom motorcycle out of it. And I was bored with it. I never rode the thing. So I put it up on Craigslist. And I made an ad that said, I will trade this for something cool. And wouldn't you know it, some guy sends me an email and says, will you trade it for a 72 Le Mans? And I was like, yeah, probably send me pictures so he sends me pictures and it's the car that was sitting in the bushes and i go to look at it and yeah sure enough it's the same car and this guy apparently got it from the guy who had it in the bushes and he had it for a couple like i don't know maybe a year or so and kind of got overwhelmed with it i think and he just wanted something that he could get in or get on and it would just worked and that's what my motorcycle was so i ended up trading my motorcycle for the Le Mans even trade and then i had the Le Mans. so then i started making my youtube videos on it and i ended up putting a six liter ls engine in it with a turbo 400 transmission um and it still had the it had the um the ls fuel injection um and then i kind of went through the car and made it somewhat reliable i guess ish you didn't kind of you didn't make it pretty but you
1: made it yeah safe-esque yeah so you could (laughs) reliable-esque
2: Yeah, so you could get in and turn the key and it would start every single time It, it ran really really good um and then i did a whole bunch of metal work to the back window because i couldn't keep the car outside because all around the rear window was all rotted out and anytime it rained all the water would pool inside the car And then it would roll right out the floors because there had rot holes in the floors. And that was just kind of getting old. So I decided to pull the rear window out and I fixed the whole, I basically replaced all kinds of metal in the back of the car. So there's like a package shelf uh, under the rear window, which I replaced that entirely. And then I replaced some other metal that kind of surrounds it. And then I cut out all the metal around the rear window that was rotted. And I fabricated all new pieces for around the window, and I welded all that in. And then I got it all looking good, primed it, painted it, and then I put the car up for sale.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think I missed that, Andrew. I don't remember when the car was for sale, do you? I think all of a sudden it was like, I haven't seen any videos. Yeah, I don't remember getting sold, but... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Kind of uh,
1: snuck it out from under us. What what was the reason for selling it?
2: Well, it was kind of like a spur of the moment decision where I, I was, I had worked on it so much for, um, in like a, I don't know, maybe a two or three month window. I worked on it like constantly. And that rear window took me a long time to do because I made all of the metal around the window and a lot of the metal below the window as well. Um, yeah, I just fabricated it all can... myself
1: probably not a panel you can buy it's like a lower quarter or a door scanner a fender like it's it's yeah exactly a lot more that's like the worst part to have to replace in the car yeah
2: yeah it's a ton of work um so i just got kind of like burnt out on the car so when i was done doing all the rear window work i i had the car a little bit i actually took it to a car show locally um and a lot of people really got a kick out of it there because i mean it's it's very much a ratty muscle car, but it has, it had a really nice engine in it. Um, so yeah, I just kind of got bored with it and it was taking up space in my garage and I just couldn't find the motivation to work on it. So I was like, eh, I'll put it up for sale and see if somebody wants to buy it. So sure enough, I put it up for sale and somebody came and offered me a fair price for it at the time that was pre COVID prices. So it wasn't like it wasn't the crazy money that things are going for now. So it seems to give away a price now. Yeah. Now it's, a, now yeah. it's essentially free. Um, right. and he had these big plans to basically take it right from my house to a body shop to have all the body totally redone because hmm. that's really what it needed to be like a nice car. The engine right. drivetrain stuff was all sorted out really well. Um, the interior could have used some work. Um, And then the body watching
1: the videos and thinking, like, that's like the ideal New England muscle car,
2: it is, yeah, because it was
1: rusty enough to the point where you didn't really care too much about it. You could hit it every year with some POR 15 and some Mm -hmm. undercoating and just drive it all year, yeah, and not worry about ruining this pristine old car because. I mean, somebody else already ruined it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was, it was pre-ruined. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. not, I'm not saying abuse the car, trash the car, you know, crush the car, put it in a demolition derby, but you still enjoy it and you use it and not, and not worry about it. And I, yeah. I was a little a little envious of that because I've never really had a vintage car that I don't care about enough Yeah, to not drive in the winter.
2: Yeah, and that was, that was what was so beautiful about this car was I didn't care about it. And I could have driven it to any grocery store and parked it next to all the minivans and not worried sure. at all. Um sure. so yeah, it was it was really nice in that aspect. And the funny thing was, like the quarter panels and the bottom of one of the doors were were pretty rotted. But underneath the car, the frame was actually still really nice. Like there was no rust or rot anywhere on the frame and like the suspension was all in really good shape. So I don't really know what what the reason was that it rotted out the way it did. Um, but the chassis and like drivetrain and suspension of that car was all really, really nice. And just certain aspects of it were rusty and made it made it seem kind of worse than it was.
1: Right. Well, it was neat looking and it was yellow. Definitely. And, uh, that's what a ratty muscle car should be. Just yeah. kinda loud and obnoxious and. Yep. Something you just go out and do burnouts in your neighborhood and everybody gets <laughs> mad at you.
2: Yeah. And it had a perfect stance too. I loved the stance of that car. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, was cool. perfect. Yep. It was cool. So was the intention to replace it with something else
1: or was that just kind of a...
2: <sighs> no, the intention... So my thought was that if I got rid of that car, I would have had a little bit of money that I could put into my 64 Impala convertible. And that's my lifelong project that I bought when I was 15. And I think I, I think I might have touched on that car in the last podcast yeah, episode that sure. I was on. Yes. Definitely. So, so yeah, that car is something I'll never get rid of. So I figured I would have that Le Mans money to put into the Impala, maybe get a paint job or uh, interior or something like that. But then I came across a different vehicle. <laughs> uh, do we want to touch on that one or? Sure, one hundred percent. That's what we're, that's what we're here
1: for. We're here, we're here to get the uh, the skinny on everything Jeremy's scoop. been up to. Okay, and, uh, and promote your channels. You know, best yeah. we can. And this because this new car is uh, it's going to take attention away from your other sixty four. I know like, for sure.
2: I know. So so the the newest vehicle is something I was I wasn't actively looking for. Like I sold the Le Mans, and I was like, well, I'll just kind of put the money into my Impala, and then. I made the mistake of cruising through Craigslist one night, and my thought is that most people have moved to Facebook Marketplace, and the good deals are now on Craigslist because only a few people list there. That's my theory. You're you kind of
0: you're, you're kind of not wrong. Uh, we, we've kind of okay. arrived at to that too because you, you have to pay five bucks now to, to yeah. list on Craigslist. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's like it kind of eliminated a lot of the jokers. Yep, and um. I mean, that's where I found that Q45 was Craigslist. It wasn't Facebook, it was Craigslist.
2: Yeah. So I think, I think that's the key. And I, I, hate to, I hate to give out my secrets like that, because now maybe I'll ruin the whole thing. But I think that there's some good deals on Craigslist now. And I made the mistake of looking on Craigslist. And there was a 64 Impala Wagon. And I was like, oh man, I love wagons so much. And this one is a 64 that matches my convertible. How can I not go look at it? So I can, I can tell you a few ways. <laughs> I know but I wouldn't I know. listen to them either, and I would go look at it too. So yeah, I'm the right person to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing all uh, sense of responsibility out the window. So I went to go look at it, and it was pretty rusty. And it so just to let out all the secrets, it was it was listed for a thousand dollars, and it's a four door wagon. Uh, it's a six-passenger car. They did make nine passenger cars as well, but this one is a six, so it doesn't have the rear rear seat. Um, It had no engine, no transmission, and most of the nose was taken off of the car and it was in pieces. So it was perfect. So I kind of like looked at the car and I was like, "Ah, I don't know. It's kind of a big project. I don't really know if I want to take on something this big. And then the owner was like, will you give me 500 for it? And I was like, yes, (laughs) I will. So he talked himself down to 500 bucks. And then I ended up buying the car for 500 bucks and I brought it home and I didn't tell my wife what it was. And she knew that it had four doors and it was old and she was disappointed to say the least. So then when I brought it home, She's like, oh, it's a wagon. It's actually not that bad. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. I'm I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like a nice relief because I thought I was going to be like living in the wagon now. Um, Right.
1: Which after seeing it, I would not want to do that.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, And my wife is very supportive of all of my car endeavors. So when I heard that she was like, oh, it's a wagon. And she said it in a really positive way, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm like thrilled that she was like on board with the wagon project. Um, so, yeah, I got it home and I kind of dug into it. And now I'm at a point where I am going to be cutting all of the floors out of it because they're all trash. And I'm going to buy a one piece floor pan that goes from the firewall to the back of the back seat. Okay. and it comes with all the floor supports, the inner rocker panels, and it's basically like all the floors except for the like rear wagon section of the floors. And I'm going to install that and then I'm going to rebuild the frame because the frame is kind of rotted in some areas too. And then I'm not sure what I'm going to do about the drivetrain yet. I have I have two 4G63 engines in my in my garage <laughs> and I have an LS engine in my garage and they're all on engine stands. So my thought is a four G six three and a sixty four wagon would just be really cool.
0: I support all of this. How about <laughs> a, a How it?
2: about a four G six four? You know, I'm not opposed to that either, except I don't have one. I have yeah. two four G six threes. It just goes with the theme. I know. That would be really Oh, I get really it. Sixty four Impala, four G six four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty uh, nice. Slightly bigger. So-
1: Yep. You could call it the, yeah, uh, you, you have to do it now because then the car is named <laughs> the 4G 64. Six, four.
2: Oh, I could have a license
1: plate too. Yeah. So <sighs> we just ruined that for you. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: um, man. This is good.
1: Um, I am all on board with muscle car. Well, not muscle car because I the definition of muscle car we've talked about before is a little broad sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Muscle car era. I am I am on board with muscle car era vehicles with weird engine swaps. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. You know, cur- currently there's that Fairly popular one on the internet. That's the 68 Charger with the 2JZ in it. Yes, Um, definitely. And that kind of thing that it it ruffles some feathers, but that's not why I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm into it because it's different and it's cool and it's unexpected.
0: Yeah. I mean, in the end, what differences make? Because there are going to be 10 other cars at the car show with LS swaps, so... Right.
1: Yeah, weird, weird engine swaps are cool, and I, th- I think on top of it, the other thing is it doesn't matter what you do, even if you piss off a purist, because mm-hmm. you literally pulled this car out of the woods, and its next step yes. was going to be recycling,
2: and yeah, exactly. you're doing
1: something better with it than that.
2: Yeah, so. and th- that's that was one of the selling points for this car. I mean, not only was it a $500 Impala, and I was like, heck yeah, but the the thought uh, the thought process that I can do whatever I want to this and it really doesn't matter because I'm bringing this car from the back from the edge of like a scrapyard. Right. Um, it it made me feel all warm and cozy knowing that I I could do no wrong with this car no matter what engine no. I put in it no matter what I do to it.
1: Um, no, you're 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 literally saving something from disappearing forever. Like you're saving it from yeah. extinction. So yep. it's yours. You want to electric swap? It' great, perfect car for it. <laughs> right. You want to four G swap? It' great, perfect car for it. You want to yep. put a propane powered forklift <laughs> motor in it? Who cares? You, you're making <laughs> yeah. the car work and drive down the road, and I'm yep. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of which, propane powered forklift motors are also Mitsubishi based, so <laughs> yeah. that would work very well. As Good well. point.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: but no, that's that's a it's it's super cool, man. And uh, I I watched the first video, uh, and I wasn't sold.
2: Yep. <laughs> um,
1: I watched the second video and you had the new doors on it now. Yes. Uh, and I'm sold.
2: Yeah. So yeah. it's it's
1: amazing what a couple small things will do. Right. Um, and I know that it's an Impala, so sheet metal mm-hmm. like the floors is easy. Yep. I also know that it's a wagon, so sheet metal like the rear floors is not easy. Yes. But at yep. least the uh, bulk of the parts are available.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, that was another selling point on the car. It came with solid southern doors. So, yeah, it's
1: 500 dollars the doors ha- right there.
2: Right, exactly. Like, how could I possibly not buy this car? Yeah. Again. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> I have cars that I should not own and should have given up on a long time
2: ago and <laughs> right. haven't. Was it like um, sitting in a field somewhere? Is that why the bottom was all rotted out? So, the legend has it that. so. I bought it from somebody who had it for like a year and a half and it sat in a parking lot that whole time. And the parking lot was going to be repaved. So they needed to move this car off of the pavement somewhere. So that's why he put it up for sale. So, but before he had it, he bought it from a guy who allegedly raced this car and took the engine and transmission out of it and then just parked the car in the backyard somewhere where it sat for 20 years. So it has Edelbrock stickers on the original doors, so there might be some truth to it. I don't know. Yeah,
1: to define raced though, because there's no yeah, right. evidence of anything in the car that's uh, a <laughs> legitimate race car. Very true. You're talking like a Star Speedway
2: spectator drag car here? <laughs> Maybe. Or
1: or what do we got? It's definitely it, it's it, possible. Yeah, safe to say it won't be raced again. But
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not for
1: a while at least. Yeah, it's it's super cool, and uh, like I said, I wasn't on board, and I've uh, I've crossed the threshold now. Seeing yep. the new wheels, learning about the difference in door handles between a uh, yeah you know, an Impala and a what Bel Air, I guess. it? Yeah, a Bel
2: Air and a Biscayne, apparently.
1: Okay. So, yeah, yeah i had I'd no say, idea yeah i don't think anybody did nobody ever probably <laughs> <thought about it. laughs> right you exactly know, it's never been <laughs> it's one of those things that i'm sure there's somebody out there who's an impala expert who's like yeah mm-hmm. i got it but right yeah no i think uh andrew's got a good question here so let's uh you know, yeah next
0: uh one right? i mean I, I was just saying often people say to buy the best car possible Yes, but why not buy the worst
2: yeah Right. that's that's what i tend to do for some reason i'm just attracted to the really i'm, I'm attracted to the worst possible cars and i don't know why that is cuz like i don't even have aspirations of buying a nice car at any point like i if if somebody gave me the opportunity to buy like a really nice 64 impala i don't i'm not even sure i would want that over my mediocre one that i have now it's just like it's not in in my being to have like a really nice car that I can wax. I don't know why that is. It's just bad DNA, I guess.
1: It's it's stressful owning a nice car.
2: Yeah. That might um, be it. I'd rather be yeah, welding I, than waxing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a Ooh, that's a good phrase. Sticker idea. Yeah. Yeah, you need <laughs> yeah. to get that on a sticker. Yep. Yep. Andrew put
1: that one in. As a uh, yeah. Uh, Trey Trey Bar. Bar. Yeah. DM 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 DM. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. I find it's more stressful to own a nice car. Obviously. Um. Yep. Because you're worried about it all the time. You're worried about doing things to mm-hmm. it. You know. I put a ding in my Cressida not that long ago, and it's infuriating because it's like your eyes go right to it every time.
0: Oh, was yeah. it the good and, side? Uh,
1: it is the good side. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah stupid drive-throughs. Um. It's not one of the freshly painted panels. It's the the quarter panel which was not painted. But it, fine, yeah. I'll tell you a quick embarrassing story, Side, sidebar, quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I went to a Dunkin' Donuts drive through the other day. Every now and again, you get that little twinge of the taste of home, you want some bad coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had that, so I went there. Um, also, they've been advertising this new food item they have, which we all know that Dunkin' Donuts food items are about one element away from being plastic. <laughs> um, however, they've been advertising it, and wouldn't you know it, they got me, so I wanted to
2: try it. Was it the Stroop so, waffle donut?
1: No, I can't have anything with gluten. So they oh, have these okay. new uh, omelet kind of looking bagel things. Oh, they're okay. Kind of eggs. Well, no. whatever, eggs to be. Eggs have. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're delicious. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. the frustrating part is I was pulling out of the drive thru, and there's an exit and an entrance. And there was a car coming in the entrance. And he wasn't moving for me to get out of his way, he was all screwed up. So I had to go out the exit, and when I did, I hadn't even looked at the exit when I pulled into the drive-thru. So I didn't see the curb that went Aww. beyond the end of the drive-thru. So as I turned, I turned too tight, and my wheel and tire went up on top of it, which I was Ooh. like, all right, I'll just go slow and come down off of it. So I went slow, and I came down off of it. I didn't like, hit the hit the wheel or curb the wheel. It was literally just the, you know, the tire hit it. When I came down off of it, I bashed the bottom of the quarter panel on the top of the curtain. Oh, yeah. it so hurts. It hurt a lot. Yeah. But if I was in a car like the Colt that doesn't have nice paint and has dents here and there, it would have been like, well, that's like No big deal. Moving on. Mm-hmm. But this bothers. It, it Again, the majority of people will never see it. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom of the quarter. I put some touch-up paint on it, and I bent it back to most. It's like the pinch weld pretty much went out of shape. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just, it frustrates me that to know it's there and I'm super mad now at the guy in the Acura MDX who was ignoring the signs and came in the entrance, sorry, excuse me, came in the exit and then was blocking my way. So I had to make like a weird maneuver in the way the parking lot wasn't designed for me to drive through. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, frustration. Now
2: now you're going to give every Acura MDX the evil eye when you see them.
0: It's
1: tiring after giving all the uh, Nissan Altimas the evil eye all day, so (laughs) I have to, I have to stop somewhere. Right. Maybe if another MDX driver takes me off, we'll move on to MDXs as well. But between Pontiac Grand Am's and Nissan Altimas, my my stink eye is a little tired. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's the point. Like like ratty ratty junk is is more fun sometimes than nice cars. And don't get me wrong. This there's, there's a, a place in the world for everything. Yeah, and absolutely. We all like both. And I own some cars I can polish and I own some cars that polish just sticks to all the cracks in the paint. So. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I generally prefer that. Right. You know, I'm, uh, I'm interested to try a new product that Andrew, I sent to Andrew the other day. It's a, a clear coat for patina. That's supposed to be pretty easy to use. So.
2: Cool. That should be fun. And that's next. So time. it's actually made for patina. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah, and it's it's literally a wipe on product. I don't want to say too much about it yet cuz I haven't tried it. So I don't want to like okay. support their business it's not very good, but Right. if it works out, you'll hear about it here first. Yeah, <laughs> if it
0: works well, it might be a good idea for your wagon if you wanted to keep it looking the way it yeah. did, but just
1: preserved. Yeah, they have right. a mid gloss and a high gloss. I'll send you a link. It's uh yeah. it's pretty the photographs are pretty impressive and the longevity supposedly is a few years. So Wow. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I've I've ordered some. I was hoping to be here in time for this weekend for the show that's coming up this weekend, but it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna do it in the Blue Colt, but
2: cool. Oh well. Wow. Anyway. Does it actually make it, or allegedly does it make it like glossy? Like
1: yeah, they have a like a super deep gloss one, and hmm. they have one that's like a a matte clear. Wow. What do you put yeah. it on? Like a sponge? I don't know. Like a rag? Weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how it works. It's like modge Podge.
2: <laughs> huh. I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't
1: know what it is. It's like, it's like varnishing. Future floor something. wax. Yeah, yeah exactly. Huh. So, I don't know. It's interesting. And we'll, we'll talk about it more when I actually use it. But yeah. Yeah. I think all the all the
2: garbage will get it if it works. Yeah. So, so Certainly everything in my garage.
1: Make everything shiny, even if it's not. Right. Literal polishing turds.
2: Oh, I right.
0: could put it on the Montero hood. 100%.
1: Um, I will say that I I took your little advice here and I just went to my local Craigslist while we're talking, and uh, <laughs> I can buy a running driving sixty three Rambler American, Ooh. um about twenty miles from here for forty five hundred bucks. Wow,
2: see that's a cool car.
1: Yeah, because that is S- something
2: you never ever see.
1: A sixty two Imperial Crown, oh, running that's, that's driving four thirteen thirty four thousand original miles with a square oh. steering wheel.
0: Square steering wheel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. The Virgil, this is like a Virgil Exner like special. Um, and the thing,
0: these aren't that rusty, right? They're just,
1: this car is actually nice. 5500 bucks.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Oh,
2: man. Yeah. It's like, I don't even want to know about these cars that are near you that are not rusty. It's, it's just no, if, bad. Listen,
1: if, if I hadn't just bought an $800, <coughs> Cressida, $600, Cressida,
0: I'd, uh, I'd be considering this this Imperial. It's super cool. I mean, when I visited Brad, the amount of, like, square body pickup trucks that are out there
2: at car shows is insane. Yeah. That's something I would yeah. love to have.
1: Well, you'll have to come out for the all-square body show next November when there's a literal 2,000 of them in a parking lot together.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah I have big cool. dreams of owning a 73 to 75 K5 Blazer at some point because they're full convertibles. Mm -hmm. and they're just awesome square body obviously yeah Yeah. chief brody i would just love one of those because you can get them so it's full convertible plus you have four wheel drive plus you can get it with a manual transmission plus obviously v8 um so it's like all the best stuff just yeah in a square body package Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and they're not cheap anymore
2: no they're so expensive yeah I know where there's a really, really rusty one in this guy's backyard that's not far from me.
1: Okay, and that sounds right up your
2: alley. Exactly. So, and like right now, if you were to go to his house right now, the doors are open on it and they have been for years. So, it's like exactly what I need. And
1: so, you can take the rusty sheet metal from the, the <laughs> Impala and transfer it
2: to there. Yes, take the rusty floors out of the Impala and weld them to the side of the K5 blazer. Perfect. Um, So yeah, i i drive I drive by like all the time. So when I see him outside, and I'm in a car that I think is appropriate to have a one-on-one conversation with a guy with a rusty K5 Blazer, I'm gonna stop and chat it up because you have to be in. You got to present yourself in the right way to get in to those kind of situations. Cause if you roll yeah, up in like a Mercedes or something like that, they're not even going to talk to you. But if you roll up in a, a ratty 64 Impala convertible, now we're not, now we're talking.
1: Yeah. Don't present yourself as a flipper, present yourself exactly. as somebody who just wants to save it.
2: Right. Cause yeah, I'm not a flipper. I want, I want a convertible blazer. Cause that is just so cool.
1: Oh, 65
0: Chevelle wagon. It's 350, like 50, 400 trans, six grand. The house down the street from my house, Brad, with the two Glant VR4s that are sitting in the yard for like yeah. the last five years. Every time I drive by in my golan yeah. I'm always looking and the, there's no nobody's ever out. <laughs> yep. You know I talked to him, correct? I No, I don't remember when.
1: Yeah, uh, so when I was there with the Eclipse, I drove by and he was working on the car. Oh. Yeah, and I stopped outside and I talked to him and he has no intention, unfortunately, of selling either of them. I haven't wow. seen the move uh,
0: in years.
1: They have probably yeah. not moved since then. Yeah. He hit the black on the road for about two days and he brought something yeah. in. ever
0: since. So Yeah, I remember seeing it like moved and I was like, Oh, it's running. And then it sat and they've they both it been was, up on like jack stands. Yeah. Wow. I think it's a long distance. Yeah. So anyway,
1: yeah, no, they haven't moved in a while. I think we got way off topic there, but hey, <laughs> as, as is uh as is the style. Yeah, that's here. what we do.
0: Yep. It is. But uh, Jeremy, was there any other projects you've been working on in between the? the (sighs) Let's see. uh...
2: So, sort of. So for a short time, I had my brother-in-law's RX-7, which was so it's a '93 RX-7, and I, I kind of got involved with that because he had owned the car since I think like 1998 and at the time he or in the first couple years of owning it he did all kinds of like cool stuff to it in 1998 to early 2000s fashion so um it had all of the fast and furious stuff like it had the turbo timer and the that under the dashboard and had the crazy gauges and all that kind of stuff so when like a few years after that, he kind of set it aside because uh, he he bought a house and he didn't have money to put into it because it needed something done to it, and it was basically parked from, I don't know, probably around 2000 and I don't know ten or twelve until like a year or two ago, and he he was asking me about selling it, and in in the condition it was in it wasn't worth what it could have been worth so he had taken the whole interior out of it because he wanted to redo the interior in a different color but then he hadn't touched it for 10 years so the car was like all taken apart um and he was talking about selling it so that he could just like have his garage space back and i was like well why don't i take the car and i'll put it all back together and then I'll get it to be like a drivable car again. And then you can sell it and, you know, maximize the money that you're going to sell it for. So we did exactly that. I went and picked it up and brought it to my house and made a few videos on it and got it to a drivable state and all back together again. And it was then like a beautiful F D 7 that I would like desperately love to have. But unfortunately, it was way too rich for my blood. lot of money. Yeah, so exactly. You should, have, you should have bought it for the taken apart price. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I absolutely could have, but like even that was way too expensive for me. They're just worth so much money. Yeah. Um. So I ended up getting it all back together again. And then I was actually going to like restore the paint on it too, because it was painted in like, I don't know, the early 2000s. And when I got it, it had like you know, an inch of dust on it that had like been ground into the paint for a million years. So I was going to do my best to kind of bring the paint back to life. And I was on a Facebook group asking like how professionals would do this because I don't want to bring it somewhere because it was still all apart in my garage. I just want to do it myself as best I can without ruining it. And some guy sent me a pm and said how much do you want for that car i'll give you cash and i was like well i wasn't really ready to sell it yet but um i asked what he wanted to pay for it and he offered like a really fair price for it um and he was going to come up from i think it was like new york or something like that and i talked to my brother-in-law who owned the car and they worked out a deal and then I kind of finished putting the car together and he came up and bought the car. Like, I'd never got around to the paint on it. Hmm. That's so, cool. Yeah.
1: One, less, one less step and your brother was happy it was gone
0: probably, so... Yeah, and is he that, made a
2: whole bunch more money on it. Is yeah. that
0: the car that the HREs came off of?
2: Um, No, that's actually my other brother-in-law that, oh. that has that one. So yeah, I have two brother-in-laws that both had FDRX7s. So that, okay. Yeah, crazy, right? So... One of those RX-7s is gone, and then my other brother-in-law, he actually had two FDRX-7s. Okay,
0: I thought there was one in the driveway when I went to get it, but I was only there for like two minutes, so...
2: Yeah, so within my family, there was a total of three three FDRX-7s. One brother-in-law had one, and the other brother-in-law had two. So the one that had one is now sold, and then the one that had two RX-7s, he... Um, he sold one of them and the one that you saw, um, had the HREs on it. So yes, that's where those wheels came from. And now he actually, he actually just recently bought a DeLorean. So now he has a DeLorean and an FDR X7.
0: That's a weird two car
2: garage, but (laughs) yes, (laughs) it's a very weird two car garage, but absolutely awesome.
1: One quick and unreliable and one slow and unreliable. (laughs)
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's it's pretty Both cool.
0: major I, design statements, though.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the DeLorean was like his, his lifelong goal, uh, and the FDRX7 was his passion from like, you know, when, when he was a kid. He always was into RX7s his whole life. He had the FCs and the FBs and FDs. He had like all of the RX7s you could imagine. And um yeah. He's Yeah, he's most people's extent, lifelong
1: yeah. goal is the F D
2: now. Yes. Absolutely. Not the DeLorean. But I know. Yeah. Well now he's got yes. both, so he he's got it covered. Yeah,
1: yeah I had a former coworker I had a pair of DeLoreans, so I guess it could be worse. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Still good. <laughs> you, you know what was funny though, he told me the other day, so he started um I guess that there's some like part of the roof that rusts out. It's like the only part on the car that's not stainless. Huh. And well, the chassis
1: on them aren't stainless, and the whole backbone is all regular steel.
2: Yeah, that's Much what like I'm learning. Just like a, yeah,
1: just like a Corvette. Corvettes are fiberglass; they don't rust. Yeah, but everything the fiberglass is bonded to is yep steel, and they do rust.
2: Yeah, so right in between the two doors on the roof, there's this like metal brace, and that metal brace rusts. And so he has the whole car apart because this winter, like just recently in the past few weeks. Um, cause he was replacing that brace with a stainless steel one. And he was, sh- he was showing me the other day that while he had the car apart, he was, you know, buying this piece and that piece from the kind of like newly reminted DeLorean company that I think is in Texas now. Yeah,
0: they're in Texas. Yep. They're in Texas.
2: And he was showing me a couple of parts that he bought for it and they were really reasonably priced parts. Like they were like half the price that i expected them to be Hmm. um like he bought a i think it was like the grill that goes like behind the windshield wipers or something like that some sort of cowl vent and it was like 70 dollars, and it's brand new nos stuff from 1982 and i i just can't fathom why it is such a reasonably priced item for a delorean but apparently they are there is some be- agreement that,
0: like the reason why the cars are well supported, is because it was in Back to the Future. Like if it hadn't been such a memorable car, mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't have been that well supported now. But nobody yeah. would care about it at all. Yeah. I mean, because right. it was,
1: it was. I mean, let's let's face it; it was a flop in every sense of the word <laughs> until that movie gave it like cult status. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's I I. Don't doubt that statement one second, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, and if if I had some money in my pocket, I'm I'm, I apologize, guys. I am stuck on this Craigslist Phoenix thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of cool crap under ten grand. Yeah, I I know. A sixty two Falcon two door station wagon already on air with widened steelies for seven thousand bucks.
2: Yeah, how can you beat it? Right. Yeah, I mean.
1: 55 Chrysler Windsor two door, thirty six hundred dollars.
2: What? That might have a yeah. wait. What year was it? Uh, fifty five. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would have a Hemi in it. It might have a Hemi in it. Uh, it or could like a have a Hemi in it. Poly it's, or something like it's that.
1: Not a Hemi. It's a three hundred one. Oh, bummer. But I mean, the car's com- it's a complete car with no rot holes in it. Like, yeah.
0: I'm so ob- I'm so obsessed right now. I, I would like an it. early fifties car.
2: Yeah, there's some good stuff in the early fifties, like fifty to fifty-four. Or well, you something. are in.
1: You are in luck, Andrew, because there's a fifty-three Bel Air actually. That's not a cool car. Me right now, yeah. eight mm-hmm. cylinder, uh, air ride, all Ooh. done. It needs paint. It's flat black, or you can use rocket flat black. Uh, six thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I mean, it's it needs an interior still, but for six grand. Yeah. Yeah, you could have a cool cruiser for ten thousand bucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, fifty three anyway. was like a big year for GM. They had like all the good stuff in fifty three. Yeah, like Colorado Skylark.
1: Fifty to fifty four are my favorite GM cars. Yeah. So, you know, yep. fifty fifty six Ford Station wagon, seven thousand bucks. Cool patina. Wow. Finished interior. Like, there's some really neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I
2: should stop because I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, did you sell the Volkswagen? Because if you sell the Volkswagen, then you have money for all kinds of things.
1: I, you would think. <laughs> there's some other uh, some other financial obligations that need yeah. to be satisfied first. Um, <laughs> right. No, I have not sold the Volkswagen. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for the title, which is supposedly in transit. Mm-hmm.
2: So cool. I can't sell it until I have the title. But yep.
1: Soon. Very
2: soon. I actually have a question for Andrew as well. Okay. I, I think uh-huh. I heard. I know this, this could be dangerous. I think I, did you, I don't know if I imagined this or not, but did you post a picture of you going to a junkyard in Brookstone or Brook something, Massachusetts? Blackstone. Yeah. Blackstone. that's that what it was, the was the other day. So, okay. So I remember you posting a picture, but then I couldn't find it again when I was looking for it. And I listened to the last uh, podcast episode and you were talking about going to the junkyard and I wanted to hear how that uh, trip was.
0: Oh, I don't think I didn't talk about it yet because
2: uh Oh okay. It would have been this episode, but it it then we had oh. a guest. I mean right. well, I can talk I about mean, it real that-
0: quick. I mean I, I went <laughs> I went there, right? So they they did get two Q forty fives in like a week before. Awesome. Which yep. they had to have been from the same person and sitting on a property or something because the one of them looked like it was sitting under a tree and it was filled with mice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and it was funny because it, I was like, two? That seems like a typo. And I looked, and I, I said this in the last episode, the VINs were different. I was like, okay, so it's definitely two different cars. One mm-hmm. is green, one is silver. As was like, it'd be really funny if it's the exact twin to my yep. car. And sure enough, it was. The, so the silver car is, except for being a 96, which I didn't even check the VIN. Maybe the VIN was wrong. It was a 95, but who knows? Um, it's identical. Silver and black. Spoiler. Touring. Um, wow completely rot like the rockers were gone the fender had a huge rot hole in it but it had the turn signal i was looking for that's um, awesome unfortunately because it was so cold it was like 10 degrees i was as careful as i could be it it broke the little pin that pops into the headlight like if i could if i could have gotten the headlight out first but you can't because you have to remove the turn signal maybe it wouldn't have broke but it broke in such a way i think i I plastic welded it the other day. I mm-hmm. think it'll be all right. Yeah, because the other one, the upper, like wing tab, is what's broken off, and I it was so thin, I had trouble getting the glue to set, and it worked for a couple days apparently, and then it fell out. So mm-hmm. that was super annoying. But and then they had the other car so i tried to pull that turns into lamp after i broke the first one that one also broke so i took it anyways but the plastic is like all crazed you know how it gets from sitting in the sun yep i was like well i'll just keep it anyways because apparently these are hard to find mm-hmm. uh, and then they had surprisingly a third q45 there wow the 94 that had been there for over a year and i walked up to it and of course it was hit in the left corner <laughs> like right in the headlight and turn signal. It was just dangling out broken. (laughs) I was like, Oh, but the passenger side one had popped out and it was in perfect shape. Like it wasn't broken at all. And I was like, sweet. So no, not the passenger side one, the driver side one. So I have a spare for the driver side and I've got two spares now, including the one I take out for the the passenger side. So,
2: Wow. Hopefully. Did you end up seeing any, uh, Mitsubishi, products there no
0: not well newer stuff yeah it was like a mirage there was a new lancer Uh, which by new it could be anywhere from 08 to mm-hmm. I don't know 18 whenever they stopped making them yep yeah way too long <laughs> Uh <laughs> I think there was like a maybe an old there's older like a 8th gen glant. yeah
1: real big ugly no credit score
0: ones no seventh gen, then the one before that. Okay. Um, so the one they made a VR4 of? Yeah. 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 No um, no Monteros. Nothing. Huh. Like, I looked in the SUV section. It was funny because I went, went in there. The guys were really nice. And I was like, oh, I, it said on row 52, you had Q45s. He's like, oh, they're back. He's like, showing me the map. He's like, they're back here. These are the other SUVs. I was like, well, it's a, it's a big sedan. He's like, it is? I was like, yeah. I was like, I think you're thinking a <laughs> QX4. Yeah. He's like, well, I I don't know. I'm not sure then. Just, it'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, know what you're talking about, but I guarantee <laughs> it's there. And I was like, oh. I, I just walked down. I kind of, like, turned. And I got lucky they were, like, right in the first row because they were, they were fresh. Cool.
1: Yeah. I wow. I haven't seen the rust on the top of a fender like that on a, a quote, unquote, modern era car before like
0: that no, was
1: like it's, a 70s dodge thing like, yeah, it's it weird. wrong yeah. of the fender across the, the edge of the hood like it was, had
0: to, yeah it's on my instagram it, it had weird. to have some damage to it because these cars supposedly had really thick paint and really good plating underneath it for rust prevention yeah and this thing had like the rockers were gone <laughs> that it, fender it looked like a 64 impala wagon that's been sitting in the field <laughs> yeah. for yeah. years yeah yeah uh it was and strange. then interestingly it had the discontinued Takiko replacement shocks on it that I can't get anymore and why I had to order JDM ones but I don't know how old they are so I'm like those are totally not worth pulling because I already have new ones also
1: it's 10 degrees Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and the the thing's on it's belly Yeah, right
1: Uh, it's it's, it's cool you found them though I'm I'm, I'm stoked for that I mean it was complete
0: Like like, nobody pulled anything from it
2: yeah that's always awesome (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And I also they're probably go out there there. Yeah. I was like me. And like, there's one other guy wandering around for some reason yeah. but, and I was scoping out. There was, there wasn't much else. Um, mostly newer stuff. They had a lot of GM stuff. They had a lot of GM era sobs.
1: Okay. That's not surprising.
0: No, mm-hmm. <laughs> not surprising. A lot of minis. Not surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but yeah, but they all reached that threshold of uh value versus repair and uh
2: right. Yeah, you
1: lose that every time with that kind of stuff, especially a GM Air There,
0: yep. They weren't known for being good. Cool Yard, though. I mean, they were. It was two bucks to get in. Um, mm-hmm. Not like so. Like the only other one that's really good that I've been to lately is Brandy Brow up in Haverhill. They're cool because they have everything set on railroad ties, so it oh, cool. up in the air. But this place was just like. And sometimes, uh, like, the places Brad brought me to in Phoenix, they'll be up on, like, welded steel wheels, mm-hmm. but these are just sitting on the ground, which is kind
1: of a bummer. But Yeah, all the ones in Phoenix are very well organized, and all the guys are up in the air, so that's how I was able hmm. to get that steering rack for the Volvo from Jordan, so fairly, fairly simply.
0: I couldn't Watch. remember I just, if in Phoenix, did they ask for stock numbers when you pulled stuff? Yeah, the Brandy Brow does this place. I was like, I took pictures of the stock numbers. I was like, Do you need these? He's like, No, nah, we don't. He's like, We don't keep track of any of the pull, pull up, pick and pull stuff. I was like, All right,
1: cool. Yeah, no, they don't <laughs> hear either. They just, the car goes out there and then this, that row sits until they go row by row. So, like, the row goes in, you know, and then they fill the whole yard up and then they go back to that row. That row gets crushed. Then that row gets wow. refilled and they move to the next row and that row gets crushed then that it goes constant. So there could be a car in there that has not had one part taken off of it, but it's just its turn to get crushed and it gets crushed. Oh, so, that
2: makes me so sad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was that 78 Colt that was out here. That was really nice. And we were still living in the apartment and didn't have a place to put parts, but I really wanted to take all of the sheet metal at the doors, the hood, yeah. the fenders. And I just had no place to put it. And, you know, I finally was like, whatever, I'm going to go back and get it and I'll find a place to put it. And I went back and the car was gone. So I oh. was like that, all that beautiful, pin straight west coast
0: nice sheet metal right. just crushed oh you know so, what i grabbed too was they threw so the car had the bbs mesh wheels on it somebody uh-huh. they took the wheels off of it they probably still have them i probably could have bought them but i don't really need them but they have the center caps they're in the trunk i opened the trunk they were sitting there all wow. four i was like okay so i yeah, grabbed those because yeah, I was like, I don't know. I might as well have spares for these, or even if I sell the car, give them to the person, because what if one falls off on the highway? It would be super annoying to replace. I wonder so. if those are the same as the ones on the RX-7. I We asked that. I think they are. They're very close. Yeah. They're a, they're they're a BBS. They're not an A key. They're a BBS. So. Yeah, because the mm. the RX-7 mesh wheels are also BBS. Yeah. What so. I didn't check in the trunk, and I was kicking myself after I left, was for the BBS wheel tool, which might not have been in there. I didn't even look at the mileage for the car I had either. But anyway, so yeah. So before we wrap this up, one
1: more yeah. uh, quick question for you. Might actually not be quick. Might be long. Uh, <laughs> as the um, one of few LS swap people that we know. Yes. Um, can you still LS swap a vehicle inexpensively? Or is it too popular now and too hard to get the right stuff?
2: Um. So... I actually I actually put together a list a, a couple of years ago of what it cost uh, to do the LS swap that's in my 64 Impala convertible, which is a 6-liter uh, LQ-9, and then I put a list together of how much it cost to LS swap my 72 Le Mans, which was an LQ-4 6-liter, which is the lower compression 6-liter. And... The Le Mans was like the cheapest possible way I could do it. And I think it added up off the top of my head. I want to say it was around $1,700 to get it from like no engine to running LS six liter. Um, But that being said, I had to, I had to kind of work for that. Like when I bought the six liter, it had a broken piston in it. So I had to replace my piston and like all the things that go along with that obviously do the rings um yes. you know i had the heads off of it and i did all kinds of new gaskets had to change the oil pan because whenever you put an ls engine in some other car you need to get some sort of custom oil pan which then involves getting an oil pan pickup and generally you like to use new gaskets when you do things and sometimes you require new bolts generally people <laughs> Say you should um, replace your head bolts. Um, And all these like little things add up. So you can go buy an engine at a junkyard for like 350 bucks. But to actually get it in the car and get it functioning, you need to spend a decent amount of money. Like it just adds up and adds up. Like you buy a ECU or PCM, whatever you want to call it for a hundred bucks. And then you need to get it flashed and there's a hundred bucks. And um, you need to make an intake pipe and so the intake pipe must might cost, you know, forty or fifty bucks from junk that you buy on eBay. Uh you need to get an electric fuel pump, and there's a hundred bucks. You need to get fuel hose and that's all dash six AN or something like that, so there's another hundred bucks. So like all these little things start adding up and pretty soon before you know it, you're you know, approaching two thousand dollars for an LS swap.
1: And, and that's I'm sure a- <laughs> without like plug and play aftermarket yes. fuel injection and stuff that's wired yes yourself, exactly right
2: yep yeah that's that's modifying the stock harness and reusing as much as you possibly can like reusing the the fuel pressure regulator that's on the fuel rail um you know reusing basically everything that you possibly can and i'm sure there's going to be people out there that are like oh i could do it for five hundred dollars and sure, you can probably stuff it into some vehicle and make the engine run for $500, but you're not going to have anything reliable that you could actually, you know, go to the grocery store and make it home and not have it leak everywhere and, and you know, and have that's an exhaust system.
1: That's ultimately what we're after. We want to have that, you know, old school yeah. car with that turnkey reliability. And that's yep. where my, my brain is. And every time right. I see an old car with that needs a motor, I'm like, oh, LS swap candidate. But then yeah. my actual brain goes, Brad, you barely finish minor projects. So you're going to let swap a car by yourself. You <laughs> right. Know? And it just becomes one of those, I always want to do it. Never yeah. quite pull the trigger.
2: So It is a lot of fun. Yeah. get in. like what I always think about is like, I want whenever I, I'm doing something like this, I want to make sure that I can bring it to a Massachusetts inspection station and I can get an inspection sticker because... I can do all the work in the world, but if I can never get an inspection sticker on my car, then all of my work is wasted because I can't drive it in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is generally really strict with this stuff. So I have to like follow the rules, unfortunately. And there's other States that, you know, you can run open headers all day long and get a passing inspection sticker, but this is not one of those States.
1: So, yeah. And, uh, we talk all the time about how Arizona is like super open and loose about things, but, uh, we we do have emissions on all cars built after a sixty seven. Um, oh, okay. so, so straight pipes. Yeah, it's very early. Um, but straight pipes out the uh out the motor would not would not pass inspection. So Right. Um I mean they only they only have to pass if you don't have collector car insurance, but they do need to Yeah, six I think sixty seven is the cutoff and obviously they only have to pass for their years. So putting an L S into a sixty eight car would probably make it pass, but it would need to have some kind of exhaust and Mm-hmm. be tuned well enough to not be belching smoke and not be obviously yeah. a gross polluter, but yep. yeah. So, but yeah, we, we could probably put it in a, I, I could buy like, I don't know, uh, a cut down anything that had no body panels left and put an LS in it and mm-hmm. get a plate here in Arizona. But it <laughs> would just unfortunately still need to be pass emissions. So, or fortunately, right. I guess it's not a bad thing. So, right. But anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm always curious about it. I'm always wondering if it's like gone past that point of like it's not cheap anymore because mm-hmm. all the good ones are gone, and right. the new ones are too expensive, and uh, you you can't really run it on an old ECU anymore. Now you have to run like you know a Holly Sniper right. setup, which is another thousand dollars, and
2: yep, what's yeah. The, I the mean, the it? if you are going to do an LS swap, the best advice I can give you is buy a vehicle that runs that you can hear the engine run, and you know it's a good engine, and then part out the vehicle. So yank the engine and transmission if you're going to reuse the transmission and the harness and all the accessories and stuff, the mass airflow sensor, all that junk. And then part out the car, because then you can sell all the parts off the car and recoup a lot of what you've paid for the vehicle. And right. so I, I've done this in the past and like I bought a truck for four hundred dollars, parted it out, made like around a hundred dollars on parting it out. So I was up a hundred. Plus I kept the engine and transmission and ECU and wiring harness. So I ended up with a free LS engine and a hundred bucks in my pocket. That's
0: cool. So minus labor.
2: Yeah. Minus labor. As long as you're willing to overlook the fact that you're spending, you know, 20 hours and, you know, numerous hours on Facebook trying to sell all the junk that, you know, you don't want. Yeah. That's Um, the frustrating part. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. that would be my advice. Excellent. Well,
1: where can uh, everybody follow you?
2: Um, I would say the best, the best place is just my YouTube channel, which you can find if you just search Ratty Muscle Car on YouTube, or you can go to rattymusclecar and that'll bring it to my YouTube channel as well. And that's uh, you'll also find my Instagram there, um, and Facebook, I think. So yeah, Excellent. that's me, Andrew.
0: Anything else today? No, I don't think so. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Oh, so a programming note. So next week, uh, if you hear the Ken Carter episode again, uh, if you've already listened to it, I apologize. If you haven't listened to it, it's a pretty fun one. And uh, it's one of our older episodes. Uh, we're taking the week off cause I'll be out of town and it'll just be easier than trying to do a remote podcast. Uh, cause we weren't happy with the audio quality last time. Cool. So we're just going to rerun an episode that's so next week. Don't, uh, Don't be alarmed if you hear an old episode.
1: Excellent. And where can they find you, Andrew, as always?
0: Uh, You can find me, race and anger on Instagram, race and anger on uh, Twitter. I am – yeah, that's pretty much it. Auto Off Topic on Instagram, Auto Off Topic Podcast on Facebook. Uh, There's Auto Auto Off Topic on Twitter. Uh, And we have autoofftopic.com. Hasn't quite – it's kind of a soft launch, but uh, it is – live
1: yes there is one article on there which i read yesterday that you wrote andrew and it is very good cool so
0: yeah it's a good introduction
1: some- to who we are if you haven't been listening
0: for the past six years yeah we're let's just kind of <laughs> put some more stuff up there it's gonna be to tie in so that there's a visual component to this audio only format um and uh, i haven't put any new youtube videos up i've been so i've been trying to put more stuff on our youtube channel jeremy and i was watching mm-hmm. it and i was like you know what i i know how to do this yeah and we should do it too because it's fun because like mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot i mean i shouldn't say it doesn't take effort it does take a lot of effort actually it takes more effort than people think <laughs> and i respect the hustle that people have to do it like as their main income source
2: yeah definitely
0: but like i noticed uh i i have some videos but i didn't do like I did the bulk of, like, the how-to part, but I didn't do any of the, like, other stuff. And I'm like, uh, well, I'll just throw them together as they are. We'll just jump right into the videos. I don't have any intros or anything for them right now, but I'll add those later on <laughs> to new videos. Yep. Because it's definitely uh, definitely helpful to have that.
1: Excellent. And you can find my stuff, obviously, at uh, ss 350 on Instagram. And don't forget to follow our new Instagram page, which is exclusively scale model stuff over at uh, Scale Autocast.
0: Yes, and we're working on the launch of that podcast soon. uh, Yep, I have some new equipment
1: that I'm uh, excited to use, some new lighting and some new uh, webcam
0: stuff, so we'll be able to use audio and visual in that podcast. Yeah, I need to acquire one more piece, and then I think we'll do a... um, We might sneak one into the feed for this podcast so people get it, and then it'll have its own feed.
2: 100%. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was a great episode. Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a great time, as always, and I can't wait to do it again. All right, cool. We'll try to do something sooner than
0: like uh, 200 <laughs> years later, yeah. 40 <laughs> episodes apart.
2: <laughs> that sounds good. Well, hopefully, there's
1: right. a lot of content coming up this uh, yes. end of summer, fall, yes. so we'll see. Count hopefully. me in. Hold, hold me to that, everybody. Usually, you okay. do, so... Alright, this right, one cool.
0: too. So, as always, keep cards analog and name for the rest